morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Let's go to God in prayer. So if you would please bow your heads. Great and gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this morning, for this chance to worship together. But Lord, this morning we ask that you, we know that you're on the move. And Lord, some of us have anxiety. We have fear, depression, and all this stuff weights us down. Lord, this morning I ask that you remove that from us. Lord, be with us as we worship you today and acknowledge that you are our Lord and Savior. Lord, we do all of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Better place to start. 
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us join our hearts together in confessing our sins before our Father. Heavenly Father, your desire is to bless your children here on this earth and for eternity. In your word you show me how by your grace and mercy I have received one blessing on top of another. Lord, I confess that my sin has caused me to miss out on your blessings. My sin of selfishness, laziness, and rebellion has separated me from you. By the power of your Holy Spirit, show me my sin and remind me of your love that you have expressed through the sending of your Son, Jesus. May the good news of his suffering, death, and resurrection empowered me to live as your child. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The good news is that in the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sin. As a called and ordained servant of Jesus and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This time you may be seated, and uh, we're going to uh, ask that instead of obviously passing the prayer baskets around and everything, there are instructions that will be given on the screens about uh, uh, prayer requests that you can send via text, the number that will be given, 
And then also, as far as giving, there are many options as far as giving are concerned. We ask people support the ministry of 1C and of the church at large, for that matter. So uh, just kind of see that as it goes on here, and we'll go ahead and continue with the next song. Do the impossible. 
reading from the sixth chapter of Acts, verses 1 through 7. Now in, those, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint in, by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers and sisters, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip and Procurus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, in his name, amen. Well, dear friends, i privilege privileged to be here with you today. It's always fun to come to 1C and preach, and I've been given kind of a preaching assignment since you're continuing in this spirit-driven series that you've been embarking upon. And today's theme is spirit-driven to be humble of all things. And the only thing I can think of when we talk about spirit-driven to be humble are the words to a Mac Davis song of many years ago. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Now, you chuckle about that a little bit, but think about how that might apply itself in our lives these days. Because I think humility is in very short supply especially as we consider all the kinds of things that are going on in our world. Oh yeah, we can say that the COVID-19 thing has humbled the world in some ways, and we can say that our present tensions in our society are driving a lot of people to their knees, but I think a lot of the problems that we deal with are due to the fact that, oh Lord, it is hard to be humble especially when everybody's putting me down, especially when everybody else has a problem when I don't. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're better than everybody else. And we may not say it, we may not even think we think it, but sometimes we act like it. And that is a little bit of an issue. So it's a good thing when we talk about spirit driven in order to be humble because it is the spirit. Now the other thing that I've got to share with you that I have a little bit of a difficulty when Pastor Jim told me what the theme was and he basically sent me a text that says Acts we're preaching on the book of Acts Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 7 humble. 
And I go, hmm, what an assignment that is, because quite frankly, I don't see much about humble in this sixth chapter of Acts. But then again, I thought about it, and then I thought to myself, there's a lot about humble here. And it's kind of interesting that as we get into this, we know that the problem arose in the church. Now, the church was growing in those days. We're told that the Lord was adding daily the number of those who were being saved, and that's a good thing. And then in Acts chapter 6, we're told of a problem or a complaint that arose in the church. And, And as I look at that, I'm saying, boy, it sure is hard to imagine any kind of a complaint coming up in a church, isn't it? And by the way, you can laugh at that because churches are made up of sinners and sinners tend to complain from time to time, don't they? As a matter of fact, we gripe a lot. And it's kind of no different because they were dealing with sinners. The church is made up of sinners. And so it's no surprise that this complaint should come from the Hellenist. Now, Hellenist is basically talking about the Gentile Christians, more explicitly the Greek Christians, because that's what the name Hellenist means, those who have Greek persuasion. And they complained to the Hebrews, which were which were the people of where the church had started growing up because before they were Christians, a lot of the Christians were Jewish people. And so there was this ethnic difference between these people and those people. And then, sure enough, the Hellenists felt like their widows, that is the most needy among them, were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. And I think about that, and I said, doesn't that sound a little bit like what's going on today? One group of people complaining against another. Another group of people putting down a group. And you can imagine the frustration that must have been there for the Hellenists. And you can imagine the impatience that came on the part of the Hebrews. And you can also imagine what this did to the apostles. It's kind of like there's a lot of us and them in our world, but there's very little discussing of what it is that we are the world. We are the church. And so instead of having this kind of thing, there were those in that world that just felt like they were being treated unfairly. And isn't that... What we said earlier, it's hard to be humble, if you will, if you feel like people are putting you down in some ways. It's hard to be humble when you feel as if you have to stand up and speak for yourself in order to make your voice heard. And one of the things about being humble, it would be a lot easier to be humble if more people were that way. So that instead of putting ourselves first, we might put the needs of others there. Now, 
It's also kind of a thing that we want to be careful when we talk about spirit-driven to be humble. Because one of the things that you say is that God has called us to be humble, and it's very tempting to say, God, make me more humble. Because I always like to say, be careful what you ask for. Would anybody agree with that? That we might remember it's kind of like praying for a stronger faith. That if we pray for a stronger faith, then we also need to realize how it is that God strengthens faith. And that comes through adversity of all kind. I used the first service as an example, and I'll go ahead and do it now. I can remember one particular year, the year 2013, not all that long ago, but I did something very early in that year that... uh, Well, I don't know if I've ever quite recovered from it, quite frankly. And what I did was I asked God to strengthen my faith. Well, shouldn't all pastors want to have their faith strengthened? Shouldn't all Christians want to have their faith strengthened? Yes, on the one hand, but then be careful what you ask for, because it was early that year I asked that, and then in May of that year, I found out my daughter had been diagnosed with cancer, and then about a month after that, my my mother passed away, and then about two weeks after that, my wife's grandmother passed away, and the same week I came back from my mom's funeral, my associate pastor announced to me that he was accepting a call to serve in another part of the country. And I thought, Lord, what is going on here? And one of the things that I found out, it's never pleasant while it's going on, but you do come out of situations like that stronger. Because we know what the Bible says. It says we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of heaven. We also know that Jesus said that in this world you will have trouble. And he says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. It's the only thing is that when we're going through the trouble, we find it hard to be humble. Then we want to make everything about us while trying to bring everybody else down with us. And while we say that out the other side it might become better, while you're going through that, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. But God does humble us if we ask him. Or maybe he will give us a gift of humility, which is what humbleness is all about. To be humble is to take on a character within yourself, and that is to put other people in front of you. And as I talk about the issues in our society that we have going on, whether it be responding to the coronavirus, whether it be racial injustice or anything else, if people would learn to humble themselves, themselves a little more, then maybe we wouldn't be at each other's throats all the time. And I always like to say that when we ask God to make us humble, well, we have a pretty good example in how that works itself out. But I'm going to get to that in just a little bit. Now, I have to say that as I read this, In Acts chapter 6, it doesn't sound very humble on the part of the apostles who upon fielding the complaints from the people that were bringing them, that is the Hellenists, 
they finally come to the conclusion that they couldn't handle the work of the church anymore. It was just getting to have too many people. And when you have too many people, you also have many people with all kinds of needs. And they said, it is not wise for us to give up the ministry of the word and prayer in order to serve tables. And it almost sounds like the work of service is kind of a demeaning thing for somebody, doesn't it? Well, I tell you what, first of all, the apostles viewed themselves as servants, but they were also able to come to a realization that they were unable to do it for themselves. And when you come to a realization that you're unable to do something yourself, then you're going to be more apt to seek help with something. And within the church, and it has been blessed with many gifts, there were these seven men who were full of the Holy Spirit with all these various gifts. And so they appointed them as deacons. And what deacon means is somebody who renders service. And to render service as a deacon, to serve the needs of others, it was very important that they learned how to humble themselves in the face of others. Do you see how it goes? When we refuse to humble ourselves, we're not going to serve. It's kind of against the grain to bow down and serve other folks. It's kind of countercultural in our world to say that somebody has more needs than we do because everybody seems to be so needy these days. But what humility is all about, it's not something that you force on other people. It's not even something that God forces on us. But rather it's something that God enables by what he has done for you and for me. I said earlier that we have an example in humility, don't we? And I always like to quote one of the apostles who has come later, but his name was Saul, changed his name to Paul, and he went on to write most of the New Testament. And what's really cool is in Philippians chapter 2, he has something very cool to say about humility. When he says to the people of Philippi, he says, have this mind within you. Have in this mind, that is the mind of Christ Jesus. Or then he goes on to say, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but instead made himself nothing, taking on the very form of a servant. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, humbled himself, and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. An example of humble service is in Jesus himself, who came from the Father in order to give us the greatest service, and that is the forgiveness of our sins. He promised the Holy Spirit so that we might be gifted in order to have all of the things of the Spirit, including humility, that we might bow down to others 
and give service. Did I say bow down to others? How about humble ourselves before others? How about voluntarily submitting ourselves, surrendering ourselves to service so that others might be lifted up? That's what humbleness is about. That's what humility is about. And it should be the same as that of Jesus. And also, one of the things that's really cool, that after we're told that Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross, Paul goes on to continue, Therefore God exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall be bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. One of the things that runs through Acts chapter 6 is that when these men were put into place, these deacons, the name that means servant, right? And as the church continued to live with their gifts by the Holy Spirit, we're told that the church grew and it grew and it grew. And that's because the members were functioning how they functioned. That is, they weren't putting others down while lifting themselves up, but it was quite the opposite. They, were they weren't humiliating themselves, they were humbling themselves. It's different as it becomes something active or something passive. If you lift somebody up or exalt them, then you are lifting them up. And if you humble yourself, you don't need to be humiliated. You can't be humiliated, in fact. But this is what it all works out as. Having Jesus as the model for humility or humbleness driven by the Spirit means that we look at him as the example. And one of the coolest examples I can think of is a story that Jesus told. Some people call it a parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, but I think it's much more. I think Jesus must have known these guys because he said that the Pharisee walks into the temple and he prayed about himself. And do you remember what he said? I thank you, God, that I am not like other men, like sinners or tax collectors or like this tax collector here. And then what does he tell us about the tax collector? He wouldn't even look to heaven, but he beat his breast, the universal sign of remorse, in this case over sin. And he said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus asked the question, who went home justified? And of course, the answer was the latter. The Pharisee thought he was better. He exalted himself. And the tax collector humbled himself, and he was exalted in the eyes of the Lord. Just as Jesus says, he who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Sounds very much like Philippians 2, doesn't it? Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to death on a cross. God raised him, lifted him up, and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. 
and every tongue confess. Notice all words there. Every tongue will confess, whether they do it in humility now or when God humbles them on the last day. Everybody will know that Jesus is Lord. And that starts with us. And we remember that God has given us a real purpose, that we have the opportunity not to humble other people. That would be to humiliate. But we have the opportunity to humble ourselves so that other people might be lifted up. I always like to say that to confirmation classes. One thing we never, ever, never, ever do to other people is humble them. That would be to humiliate them. And one of the things we always do to ourselves is humble ourselves. And then on the other hand, one thing we never do for ourselves is to exalt ourselves, to think we're better than other people, but we always lift others up. And that comes through being humble, spirit-driven to be humble. And you know what? Oh, Lord, it is hard to be humble. But you see, with his help, we're given a model in Jesus. We're given the Spirit so that we might be called to faith. Or as St. Peter says, for we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God, so that we might declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Kind of like the last part, with all the people humbling themselves and giving gifts and everything else, we're told that many priests, many of the priests, became obedient to the faith. Is that priests of Judaism? Is it priests of some kind of pagan thing? Or is it the actual priests who were coming to faith in Jesus? Because in coming to faith in Jesus... We are priests, and to be a priest in Jesus' name means to be humble. Paul says in 12th chapter of Romans, Therefore, in view of God's mercy, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. It's hard to do on our own. But with the Spirit's help, and especially the help that God gives us, it is no less than our calling in Him. So be Spirit-driven. Be humble. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. But by God's grace, He helps us in Jesus' name and for His sake. Amen. And now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in true faith in Christ Jesus, even unto life everlasting. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, we thank you that you hear us. Prayers for my son's gas tank to last until his next payday, for he lost his job a week ago and starts a new one tomorrow. Prayers for healing, Sherry's spine of a pinched nerve. Prayers for Barb Babel and healing her hip. Prayers for safe flight home for Kelly and Jet today. 
prayers to watch over and protect my mother on Friday. Please guide the surgeon and give wisdom to the medical staff. Please also make sure her wound heals quickly without issues that she's had in the past. Prayers to help me continue on a positive path as I move on with my life. Prayers, Lord, that you watch over, guide, and protect us. Please especially help us on Wednesday as my son gathers with friends. Please place a hedge around all the kids and protect them and my family. Prayers that my grandpa receives some answers about his health. Prayers from Michaela Lowski, who has a brain tumor. Prayers for peace. Prayers for my older son as he is dealing with an addiction that is destroying him and his marriage. Prayers for my daughter and her anxiety and depression. Prayers for my health, and may God help me with getting my home prepared for visitors. A special prayer from Annabelle. She prays that everyone will have and obey and have an okay week, which I know will happen with you, God. We just thank you, Lord, that you watch over us and that you care for each one of us in our prayers and our concerns and worries, whether they're spoken or unspoken today. Father, help us to be humble and to look to others and put their needs above our own and to follow after the example that Jesus gave us join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. At this time, we're going to distribute the elements of the Lord's Supper. You should have picked up a package as you were on your way in. One of the things that we do believe that we receive the true body and blood of Christ in this sacrament. And we also just want to let you know how to do it because if you do it in the wrong order, it might make a mess, okay? So remember to open the small side first and then you can go ahead and do that at this time and uh, take the little wafer out. And looks like this, and I'm going to tell you, take and eat the true body of Jesus. Now, you can flip the cup over, open up the wide side, take and drink the true blood of Jesus given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins.
Now this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior strengthen you and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith, even unto life everlasting. Depart in peace and in great joy, and all God's people say, Amen.
stand to receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. Just a couple announcements this morning. The first one, if you are a guest with us, we're very glad that you're here worshiping with us. We'd love to have a chance to be able to, to get to know you. So if you'd like to text 1C guest to the number 94,000, then we can get some information from you, can follow up and, and get to know you. So we'd love to have a chance to do that. Tonight, there's an opportunity for a family movie night, families of all ages. At 6 p.m. tonight, we're going to have more than a movie with the movie Babe. Um, we're going to start off with having a meal of pigs in a blanket at 6 o'clock and then join together for the movie and uh, see how God's Word can tie in to uh, the movie Babe. I've got to ask you, man. <laughs> pigs in a blanket, does that mean you like the movie or hate the movie? It means you like pigs, <laughs> maybe in a different way. I just had to ask. <laughs> I, I asked him that after the first service, didn't say anything, but I thought yeah. it was kind of funny, so that I thought good. I'd bring it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like pigs. I like Same bacon. here. Yeah. yeah. I like pork, too. Yeah. <laughs> really bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Um, if you have not downloaded our Church Center app yet, we'd encourage you to do that. It's a great way where you can get connected to the life of the church in a lot of different ways. Also including, you can do self-check-ins right from your phone from the app, so you can self-check into worship with which makes things a little smoother and easier um, coming into worship as well. And here's a short video to show you just how easy it is.
Please rise for our last song.